You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm really glad you joined me today. We're going to be talking about uh, perfectionism. Actually, notes from a recovering perfectionist. That's that. That's me. So uh, if you want to hear that conversation, then let's get into it. Now, first of all, what you'll notice is there is background noise. I just want maybe us to get used to the idea of the podcast having a little bit of background noise. I mean, at this stage in the game, it's pretty light work, no reaction. Um, I don't have like heavy hitting sponsors approaching me for stuff. So we're just going to go with the flow. And when we need to clean things up, we will clean things up. We'll have like soundproofing and everything like that. But as of right now, this is where we are. We are doing it right in the middle of life, right in the middle of sometimes the chaos. And that's kind of just how we are. So anyway, and I think this kind of goes perfectly with uh, today's Uh, topic of discussion, which is um, notes from a recovering perfectionist. I was thinking about this while I was taking the shower. I usually think best in the shower. I don't know anybody else out there. Shower thoughts are like the deepest, aren't they? Am I right? And so um, I was thinking about it. Like I am a recovering perfectionist. Once upon a time, everything that you see happening Uh, here happening would never have made it to the light of day because uh, the perfectionist in me was a bully, okay, and would not let me be anything but perfect. And so I come to a place of understanding, and you'll hear me say that a lot because I feel like I'm coming to a lot of places of understanding in this season of life, uh, 40 plus, three going on 43 this year um i feel like i finally have become comfortable with the imperfections of life um i think in my early 20s i really thought i could hold things together and have like this perfect veneer and convince everybody that everything was okay when deep down inside we knew that things weren't okay when i say we i mean me um but i think because of the strength of youth we tend to convince ourselves of things that may not necessarily be reasonable or anywhere close to the truth, but because we are so committed to that idea, we are also as equally committed to upholding whatever that idea is, that ideal. Anyway, what I've come to understand about perfectionism, I think, is that it is quite possibly, now don't quote me on this, this is not a clinical uh, diagnosis or anything like that. This is just me from my experience coming to these conclusions that I think that perfectionism it may be a trauma response uh, to a need to be in control. Um, I know for myself, the way that I grew up, uh, anybody who grew up in a Caribbean home will identify with this. Like you just didn't have much of anything (laughs) except for what was given to you by your parents. Um, You didn't have much of an opinion. You usually weren't welcomed into conversations. Is big people talking? Why are you here? Kind of thing. Um, And a sense of autonomy wasn't necessarily the thing that was, um, let's, let's fix this. Okay. Let's put, girl, (laughs) stay focused. Anyways, so a sense of autonomy isn't something that was celebrated, right? A lot of the times children were seen and not heard. Um, And so growing up under that type of leadership can sometimes feel like you have no control over your life. Um, And so 
for me, uh, the way that began to show up was, well, when I had the opportunity to be in control of some stuff, I was taking full control of that. And, you know, this is where my control tendencies come from. It was coming from a time of not having control. And then we fast forward to like my adolescent years where I was uh, mishandled sexually and uh, my body, I did not feel safe in my body. I didn't feel like I had control over my body because again, things were happening to me that were outside of my control. So um, the perfectionism became a way of guaranteeing that whatever I did, I was going to be in full control of it and I was going to do it to the best of my ability. I was going to tweak every detail down to the absolute dot because I need to feel like I did that and I was in control of that and I did a good job. Also, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but you know, <laughs> I think African uh, families can identify with this too. Um, I th- Actually, maybe everybody. You can make all A's except for a one B and then all of a sudden it's like, why didn't you get all A's? Well, what about the seven other A's? What about that? Does the B then cancel everything out? You know what I mean? So um, again, I grew up with that kind of mindset as well. Like you're not gonna be good enough unless you're perfect and I think that is what gave birth to the perfectionism tendency in me now I love my parents dearly they um, did their best with what they had I mean the Bible says that you know for a time our children our, our not our children our parents they discipline us in a way that they see fit right they were using the resources that they had with the understanding that they had and the experience that they had to do the best that they could with the children that they have Um, And so I'm not, this is not a slight to my parents at all. I think they did the best that they could. However, even in our best efforts, everybody, we tend to not be perfect because we are human, right? And humans are not perfect. We mess up without even trying. So um, all that to say, I really thought that if I could become something close to perfect, that life would be good and Actually, what happened was the opposite. It became a very miserable existence because I was always trying to keep up appearances. I was always trying to make things be more than what they maybe were even intended to be. I made a big deal about little things. I got lost in details um, for like if I was working on a project, I used to do a fashion, right? So I did garment construction and, and sewing. I would obsess over like two or three stitches if they were just a little bit off to the left or the right. I would obsess over pattern drafting if the angle or the degree was off. I had to do literally scrap the whole thing, start from the bottom again. Um, If I were writing an essay because I love language, I would not be able to move past a sentence if the structure did not feel right, if the punctuation wasn't in the right place. Even like of recent years with text messaging, I would unsend, not unsend because that was in, that's a recent, recent update, but I would delete whole text messages, whole emails because I didn't feel like I was saying what I wanted to say perfectly. Um, and so again, I look at all of these things and at the root of all of that was a desire for control, right? I wanted to control the way that I was perceived by other people. Fast forward, <laughs> 
now I'm in recovery stage. Now that I realize that there is nothing that I can do, number one, to control the way that people perceive me. That's entirely them, right? There's nothing that I can do to make a situation more than what it's going to be in the moment. There's nothing that I can do to control outcomes. I have come to accept that even if things are not perfect, even if things are not even close to the standard that I would personally like them to be, that doesn't mean that they're not worthy. See, I told you, told you, I told you. Um, I'm gonna pause because a teenager has entered with probably a burning question. I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back. Uh, if you want to see that extra content, you're probably going to have to go to like maybe YouTube. No. How about, what if I did Patreon? I don't know. Let's play around with that idea. Well, I'm going to put it somewhere because I had a whole conversation about boundaries and time management with my teenager who interrupted this conversation, but, um, (laughs) I have video footage of it, but I don't have audio. Anyway, what I was trying to say before I was interrupted was, Um, Just because something's not perfect doesn't mean it's not worthy of being shown or shared. Sometimes, sometimes it's important that we show the less than perfect or share the less than perfect product or thought or idea um, in order to get input, in order to get ideas uh, and, and maybe like pointers on how to improve, right? But when we aim for perfection, we cut out a whole section of advisory um, or of somebody else's expertise and we we kind of uh, corner ourselves into what we think is the best option. And then the other side of that is when somebody tries to give us a critique or analysis or suggestions, because we've poured so much effort and energy and thought into the thing, we take it really personally because it's literally become like an extra appendage on our body. And we take it personally that how dare you say anything about what I just did? This is perfect. But maybe it's not, right? So again, all of that are symptoms of needing to be in control. A lot of things are actually birthed out of a desire for control. Anger is one of them. Fear is anxiety. Yes. Um, what else is there? Eating disorders. Um, use of substances. All of these things are birthed from a place of wanting to be in control and not being able to be in control. Um, But the sneaky thing about perfectionism is that it looks like you're in control. It can give you the illusion of control because you are actually managing details, right? You are the one who's overseeing it. Um, But I'd also say at the root of perfectionism, uh, not just being controlled, but also being fear of rejection. Um, Because you, when I say you, I say, I mean me. (laughs) Because what I really want to do here is not distance myself from what I'm saying. So if you hear me say you and I correct myself to me, that's because I'm trying to bring it back to me. I was really in a space of I need to do my best so that people accept me. Wow, this is like therapy, y'all. You really getting it today. I was in a space of if I present something that is 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 desirable to the world, then they will accept me. And I promise you I'm not going to cry. I promise you. Even though I feel them tears really fighting for their prominence in this conversation, I'm not going to cry because 
as I'm saying all of this, I'm realizing that a lot of the time that I spent and a lot of the energy that I spent was not necessarily because I wanted to be perfect, not necessarily because I wanted to be seen as, you know, being something that I really wasn't. What I really wanted was to be liked. What I really wanted to was to be accepted. And I thought that using my talents that God has given me, my skill set that is naturally, a, was always naturally, a, 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 what I'm trying to say, available or present, um, I thought that if I used those things and created uh, what something of a facade that people would like me. And do you know how I ended up really falling deep, deep, deep into depression for years and years without even knowing? was because in all of my efforts for perfection and in all of my efforts for, um, you know, image control, essentially, people still would not necessarily accept me. Some people still didn't even like me. Some people didn't um, appreciate my efforts. And all of those things read in my body as rejection. You're not good enough. See, you have to try harder. See, you don't really know what you're doing. See, people don't really believe that you are worthy. And so um, I can look at all of these things now as I'm in this space of healing slash recovery from perfectionism. And the way that I challenge those tendencies when they start to arise uh, nowadays is to literally just go for it. Like, I feel like what we're doing here at season, the rest of this season and going forward is I'm really just going for it because you want to know something. Life is about calculated risk, right? We need to be willing to try differently and to try things that are uncomfortable, right? Because how are we ever going to grow? How are we ever going to move forward if we are always staying in the box of safety and predictability and comfort? We are never going to grow past these things if we don't take calculated risks. Am I right? Am I right? And so um, for me, recovery from perfectionism looks like this. Having uh, a podcast that's not perfectly edited, um, allowing noise and other things and stumbling of words all to remain in my audio and now video, showing up with hair sticking off to the side, like Maybe not everybody's going to get that, but the people who are my people, the sisters who are my sisters, y'all are going to appreciate the fact that I'm coming to you as I am. Now, I am not the type of person that you'll ever see walking around looking like a slumpadinka on purpose. No, but there is something to be said for being able to show up as you are, even if it's not perfectly put together. So, like I said, these are my notes. <laughs> notes from a recovering um, perfectionist. I don't know uh, how much I, of what I said actually made sense. And I think that <laughs> it's kind of funny because I'm just, like if I were a faucet, I'm just turning on the faucet and letting the water come out and catching it into a basin called a podcast episode and I'm hoping that whatever comes out of this faucet is useful. And I really think it might be. But just because, you know, these are things that I have learned. So 
Uh, I think I've said everything that I want to say uh, today. Let me think. Yeah, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I don't feel anything else coming out. So um, I just want to end how I always end with you. If you are in that space of being a perfectionist right now, okay? If you are that person who needs to manage every detail in order to feel comfortable, I'm not saying this as a physician or a clinician or a psychotherapist or a counselor. I'm just saying this as somebody who has experience with it. This may be, this tendency might be a response to a time in your life when you did not have control. Um, And this may be a manifestation of your desire to take control and take back autonomy of your life. If you recognize that about yourself, I just want to say, amazing. I love that you are here and you're finally coming to terms with that. But also, I want to take it one step further. I really want you to start asking yourself questions like, okay, so what can I do to counteract this tendency? What can I do to let go of a little bit of this control that feels, you know, kind of safe, kind of doable for me? For me, like I said, it's doing this. These imperfect podcasts, showing up on social media imperfectly, um, just basically showing up in all of life exactly the way I am. That's what I'm doing to combat this perfectionism. Now, I would be lying if I sat here and said that every time I do that, like I don't feel that that perfectionism raging on the inside of me like, girl, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you letting people see you like this? But I have made a decision to do it anyway. Do it scared. Do it uncomfortable. Just do it. And so, like I said, if you're in that space, maybe you want to try that too. Maybe you can find a way to just do it just because it needs to be done, not because it needs to be done perfectly, but just to get it done. Maybe we can practice being uncomfortable or sitting with discomfort of not producing a perfect product. Um, and take it from there, right? I always encourage you, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. If you need to share this with somebody for accountability purposes, do that. Talk to somebody. Um, share this with somebody that you trust, right? And, 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 then, and then maybe you can begin to practice more steps towards letting go of the need for the veneer of perfection because it really is just a veneer. Nobody's perfect. Everybody knows that. But if right now you are the chokehold of perfectionism, I just want to say, hey, give that up. But don't give up on trying, right? You can maybe what you give up on is give up the idea of needing to be perfect. But don't give up on the idea that you can't get better or move past this. Because there will come a time when you will look back on this little season that you're in. And when I say little, I'm not being dismissive. It's just cute. Um, when When you look back on this season... And, and, and you will marvel at how much you've grown, how many skills you've acquired, how much your personality has changed, flourished, and bloomed. And so if you quit trying right now, if you quit that effort right now, you'll never get to that future moment. So don't give up. Rest if you need to. Try some different things if you need to. But keep going. 
because it might not feel like it right now, but sis, you're doing okay. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.